Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 425. We are that podcast that's about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Arya Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And again, I apologize for the oddly shaped sizes of my co-hosts here. I don't... I blame uh, Skype for this. If not Skype, um... OBS or whatever. But this happens more times than it really should, but at least it's set and it's stable now. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, this is going to be a good episode tonight, y'all. I'm so feeling it in my bones. If not bones, it's something else. Oh, wow. All right. So, anywho, how is everybody doing tonight? <sighs> Sounds like one is tired and one has concrud. No, I'm sick from, from uh, something else. Oh, okay. Well, between that and TweetDeck not not pushing stream, pushing things as it's supposed to, I'm not sure what the heck's going on tonight, so, you know. Ugh. And as TheoX75 says in our chat room, LOL Ari with the Lurch impersonation. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you did... Good. I mean, you did a pretty good job, Dan, not going to lie. We are live tonight, week of October 1st, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, also hosted by the amazing people at the Voice of Geeks Network, which is Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. Definitely swing by and check out their live shows of Orange Sounds Radio and the Bobby Blackwolf Show. Let's see what else we have here. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, we are on Discord, so you can find us at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Come by, come hang out in the chat. It's good times all around. Um, all of the shows have a little chat room, um, so if you have any cool news or anything, drop it in our channel, and we'll definitely check it out. So, you know. And Theo says for you to get to get well soon, Ari. I hope so. I've gone through every friggin' cold pill I have. Well, sleep is definitely would be a good thing right after this. So, I promise you will not be on the show too, too long, so. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean that. No, I, I, I know what you mean, too, but I'll uh, get to that, too. Alright. Alright, so we'll go ahead with how was your week? How was your day? Ari, you kicked that off while I continue to shamelessly uh, shill the podcast on other Facebook groups. Uh, well, there was AAC this past weekend, of mm -hmm. course. And, um, well, payday was today. Ching. Un unfortunately, because of the garnishment that started back up, I don't have enough to cover the rent. And now I'm scrambling for uh, stop gaps or some kind of, you know, s some kind of solution. And it's... Boo. It, it hasn't been helping may have contributed to me uh, getting sick this past couple of days, but then again Monday I was you know, drinking out of a coffee mug at work, and you know, a couple hours later I start feeling my nose clog up, and I've been sick ever since. Oh, trust me, I know that feel all too well. 
Uh, speaking of work, I'm finally on a supervisor training for this and then next week. Well, that's good. Which means when my next check comes, I'll uh, have you know, supervisors pay, even if it means I get bumped back down in my normal position anyway. I mean, I remember something like that happening at uh, Staples, you know. I took an option for, you know, for to step down as a supervisor and be a tech. Thankfully, they didn't bump, they didn't knock my pay down either, so I absolutely earned that. Um, let's, but, uh, yeah, of course, being a supervisor means I have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to arrive at 6. And especially since where they have me training mm -hmm. is an hour commute. So I'm I'm at my wit's end over here. But it's extra money, so... Oh, yeah. Definitely extra money. It's just been really physically and emotionally taxing the past couple of weeks. Trust me. I, 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 have a, I have a good idea. Trust me. So that's how things have been going for me. All right. Cool. Okay. Um, Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, not bad. Um, got some stuff done this past weekend. Ended up with a migraine yesterday, so stayed home from work. And now I'm just looking around my room going, I need to clean this bitch. You think? Well, I mean, clean it in a way that I can have somebody actually enter my room. Lord, is it that bad? Well, I've got clothes all over the place, and because I cleaned off my first set of... Um, uh, shelves. Mm -hmm. I rearranged everything, so now I've got, you know, extra stuff. It's basically a lot of garbage, so the next couple of days I'll just come in here after work and do garbage detail. I'm not even gonna say it. What? Nope. What? No! What? what? No, I'm, go I'm gonna put it in our, in our chat, okay? There you go. <laughs> yes uh, just saying I look for all we know I don't know who all is watching and participating just saying understandable yup Nemesis 47 says podcasting in a cave god I hope not but then again um if y'all if have seen my itty bitty uh substandard studio apartment it can um it can be like a bit of a cave, so it's kind of inter interesting. I think they're saying it's a cave because some of them are hearing us in echo. Oh, okay. Let, let me check something here. Look, everybody here is muted as they should be. It says the echoes are on your end, so let, let me see what the heck's going on here. I actually have no clue. Wait a minute. Why does it say three apps are using the microphone? Okay, that makes sense. Skype, OBS Studio, and Audition is is bumming off the mic. That makes sense. All right. Oddly enough, I have no clue as to what's causing the um the echoing. We might have to just jump on a stream and just do some just do something random just to test shit out and just see how things go. I'll even check the playback and see what's going on. But generally, the playback doesn't really do much of anything short of whatever whatever you hear so it's a USB codec that's what it's supposed to be all right uh, desktop audio properties USB audio 
that's correct. That's how it should be. So, I, I I have no clue as to what's causing the echo. And if you're listening on on the 4G LTE, video will probably be choppy. So if you want to turn off the video, you if you do that, you'll get a better audio. I've had to do that um, while while participating with uh, Bobby and Vogue and um, Orange Lounge Radio on my Sunday travels back home. So yeah, this is wait. There's nothing coming through that input, so I have no clue what's going on here. I am checking all the outputs, and everything seems to be fine, so I have no clue as to why there is an echo. I may have to check the forums and see what's going on. So, again, I apologize. Maybe it's a random fluke, because generally there is no um, audio, I mean, audio echoing or anything like that, so, you know. But, um, excuse me, my weekend day, it was basically the same as Ari's, heading up to AAC, but the trip up there was a little interesting, because, right, I didn't, I believe what happened was, I made reservations for the con, and sometime later, um, Bandmade was, was uh, doing the US tour, so I have this shirt with me here, so I might wear that next week, but... I went ahead and got tickets to see them live at the Gramercy Theater, and they were the Thursday of the con. So, basically, got out of work, went down to went down to the theater, went down to the concert hall, got online, grabbed myself a shirt, and enjoyed a ninety-minute concert night. It was really good. I absolutely loved it. And the best way I could think I could describe Bandmate is basically baby metal with more rock than metal so they're really good so after that i took my time going back to the port authority grabbed dinner figured okay i'll catch a 12 30 bus up get up there by five and just make my way up to the con and what you know the 12 30 bus sold out so i got on the 245 bus which got us into boston at 8 30 and in doing so, we missed a connecting train to get us to um, the Boston North Station, North Station up to Lowell, where the con was. And I would like to give a, a quick shout out to the to one of the guys at Hentai Cake. Uh, they do a lot of uh, boudoir photo shoots and cosplay and stuff. I was hanging out with one of the co-founders of that, and basically he helped me get my way up to the con because he, he, we were both basically going in the same general direction. So. Much, much shout out to Mr. Darren Silvers. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. I owe you one. And that's basically been my weekend day. And what's interesting is that I'm actually watching the live feed as I'm running through OBS instead of like before the, the, the delay and all that, which is kind of odd. I don't know why he's doing that, but eh, I'll figure it out. It's something odd. And with all these, with all of these frame droppings, I might have to flip things back over to over to Streamlabs. We'll see. I have no clue. We'll figure it out. Uh, anywho, we're gonna go ahead and get into uh, our next topic: um, weekly nerd swag. Basically, every week we pull out something cool, you know, and we want to share it with y'all. And I think at the rate that we're going, this segment may be going away soon. So we're running out of shit to show off. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I got a lot of stuff I can still show off, but at the same time, it's like, it's not as good as it was, you know. So, And since Maka always has her stuff up front, 
go ahead and, and take the lead. Okie dokie. Um, well, yeah, so... Uh... Sorry. No, you're not. Um, n no, I am. Okay. Um... So, some of the stuff that I ended up getting from Japan uh, when my friend was there, uh, she would just go, um, as I've said before, and collect random things, and this was one of the things that she collected. It's a small, probably four-ounce glass uh, with some of my favorite Pokemon on it. Mm. So, when I saw that, I did have to grab it. I do have the box around here somewhere. Um, that will probably be tossed in my taking out the trash time. Um, but yeah, so this was actually from last year's Halloween collection, I believe. Or two years ago, Halloween collection. Mm, nice. So, I mean, I like it. I just have it up on my display. I was going to use it as kind of like a drink tumbler kind of thing. But um, it's not really big enough for anything more than, like, say, whiskey or something like that. And since I don't drink that, mm -hmm. um, I just put it on display. That's nice. I have, like, collectible uh, shot glasses like that and coffee mugs, so I totally get that. <clears throat> All right, Ari, what's your weekly nerd swag? Uh, this here is a is a Pikachu themed lanyard that I won at a panel at, at another anime convention. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's got the. Uh, it's also got this little. Uh, what's the style called? Die cut. Uh, probably so. Yeah. Yeah, little die cut Pikachu on it. <clears throat> I w didn't really like the uh, lanyard that uh, AAC had, and uh, I kind of wanted to always have my own lanyard for my own badges when I go to a con. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'll probably be doing this from now on. You know, that's just like me with my uh, with my Sailor Venus uh, lanyard and mm -hmm. my uh, Sarah Miu lanyard that's lost somewhere in this apartment. Yeah, I've got a couple of different lanyards that I rotate. Yep. Okay, so... Here's my weekly nerd swag. Now, this is something I came across at Chicago. No, when was it Chicago? At um, AAC. Now, one thing I can tell you about smaller anime conventions: the downside is the the uh, dealers' booths or um, room is a lot smaller. But you can probably find some real amazing and interesting stuff in there. Now, I had already bought something, which I'll probably show off next week, and I said. I bought what I wanted. I'm done. I just happened to walk back in again to see what was going on. And I came across a plushie. It was at least, I'd say, maybe 10 years old. It's an Americanized plushie. But I don't care. It's far and few that you come across stuff like this, you know, at a con nowadays. So, behold... My stocking anarchy plush. Ooh. I want it. You can't have it. I want it. You can't have it. But I want it. Well, that's too bad. 
and if you look carefully, she has a look of extra angst on, on her face, so. I thought that was her default expression, just being about everything. You would think so? But as I looked at it some more, no, this is just her being extra angst, you know? I'm probably going to take this with me to um, Sangawa Project and see if um, Monica Real will take a picture with with her. That would be cute. And yes, they also had uh, Panty Anarchy as well. So, And unfortunately, uh, they're saying it's still echoing. There's nothing I can really do about that. Um... Only thing I could do is just basically readjust the volumes here. I'm not sure what's going on, but I may fire up Streamlabs for next week's show and see what's going on with that. So, but um, huh? That could be an idea. Drop your volumes by a little bit. On our computers. If not your computers, like the mic inputs, you know, uh, your microphones. Drop your microphone levels a little bit. Is that better? It's fine for me. I'm trying. Hold on. Okay. Because if it's too low, I can always adjust the volume on my end. How's this? That's perfect. Okay, then. <clears throat> I just thought I'd be doing some lat, some little dead air editing later tonight. <laughs> All right, let's adjust that. All right, how's that? That's good. It looks like, looks like that that may have fixed the problem. Okay. All right. So before we get in to talk about uh, AAC twenty nineteen. Uh, we will let you know of another convention coming up that we will be at. Uh, Shikari Con Anime Gaming Convention in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, positive side is tickets are sold out. Bad side is tickets are sold out. So come through at the William Way LGBT Community Center um, October 18th and 19th, I believe. No, no, I, I was way off on that. Uh, 16th and 17th. Uh, come by the con. Come hang outside. We'll be around. Take pictures. It'll be fun. So, yeah, definitely. Um, before uh, the con, we'll have uh, my darling con daughter on. And also, a staffer to AJS, come on and tell us why she's reviving this con and all this cool stuff. So, Ranma. What? It is the 19th and 20th. Huh? The 16th uh, and 17th is a Wednesday and a Thursday. Oh, I see what I did. You know what? You know what happened? I'm thinking. The wrong month. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it's still September. So I'm looking at the calendar. I'm scrolling down. So that's what it was. Yeah. So 19th and 20th of October. My apologies on that. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, AAC. Um, it's a small convention, and, we'll, and now as we normally do, we'll break it down a bit uh, day by day, and we'll go through it as. Not as quickly as possible, but as detailed as possible, because right after uh, this, we do have some other uh, news we want to cover. And, e and even though I did it by accident, right after this, Ari was going to bounce because he has to get up early. So we'll be, me and Mako will be splitting the articles back and forth. So, yeah. 
All right, so Ari, right, give us a, a quick, uh, a detailed but brief rundown of your Friday. Uh, well, let's see. I, uh, I know, remember the day before I had to, uh, I had off, so I just was able to drive up, get your stuff, and, uh, and I appreciate make it to, that. Make it to, uh, outside of, like, make it to, uh, New England with no problem. That's good. Now, let's see. Uh, the first panel I went to was called The 80s Did It First, which uh, chronicled all the all the re- references to uh, 80s films mm-hmm. and whatnot in uh, animes. Yeah. They go back you know, as far as like 20 years after the fact. A lot of references to Blade Runner. Not surprised. A lot of homage- homages. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, wait, that, that was... Shit, that was a Saturday one. Uh, Friday... Actually, it was a round one of Jeopardy, you know, a fan-made Jeopardy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trivia Strike was at three, which is where I got the uh, Pikachu lanyard. Cool. I didn't win the whole thing, though. Someone walked out with a... Uh, I forget what, what the statue was, but it was really nice. And I, uh, I was at the... Uh, the 18 plus match game mm-hmm. after that. Yeah, I, I popped in for some of that. I kind of wish I had recorded that, but. Eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things got kind of weird. It's and 18. It, wait, wait. It's an 18 plus dating game panel. Of course, things are going to get no, weird. Match game, not dating. I mean, match game. Oh, wait, no. It was a dating game I stopped in on, not match game. My bad. And then I closed out the night going to uh, Nerd Fits Legend of Zelda. Links uh, linked to the past randomizer. Oh, how was that? It was a train wreck, a funny train wreck, but uh, still just nuts. I mean, really, were you not surprised? I was surprised about how much uh, our boy Eric was talking about ostriches. <sighs> so that was a thing that would happen. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, yeah, those are all the panels I went to on Friday. So what did you think of, the, of Friday a, as a whole so far? Uh, it was, you know, pretty good so far. But, like, you know, up to that point, I was, like, the, uh, the hotel felt a lot smaller mm-hmm. you know, compared to some of the other venues they had. And I also didn't know that there was a video game room in the Holiday Inn right next to it. You know, it's like Anime Next. It took me, when they moved to Somerset, it took, like, two cons for me to realize, oh, Game rooms in the Holiday Inn. Where is it? Across the street. I mean, I actually have to leave the convention area. Yeah, it's, they got other shit in other places. And I, and, I, and, I, and I get that, you know. And I understand, you know, you have to expand out like that. But person like me is probably too lazy to actually leave. But here's the thing. In my years of con going, I think this is the first time I've gone to a con where the secondary hotel is basically, I'd say, six feet away from the convention hotel. Literally, you walk outside, and you can you you see the Holiday Inn. It's right there. Now, I went in, I got up on Friday and did my uh, cosplay photography, and what was great was I ran into a lot of my New England peeps, so this was a time for me to actually stop, chill, relax and just talk to 
to some of my friends instead of being like, <clears throat> me. oh my God, hey, it's you. It's so good to see you. I got to go. This was more like, oh, hey, it's so good to see you and talking and catching up and all that good stuff. Um, I did check out a couple of panels on Friday. One of them um, was run by the people at Hentai Cake called the 18 Plus Harems of Harm. Basically, they were talking about uh, harem animes where the girls will basically kind of Beat mess the with shit out of the guy. Basically, yeah, and then some. It was a Hold it up, was Gina. a it was a great con. It was, I mean, it was a great panel. The second one I went to. Is something I think more conventions should have. It was about social anxiety. I stopped in on that. Basically, they put in a disclaimer that they are not they are not professionals. Um, that they're just talking about it as a whole, and they feel that they do have some type. Of, if someone feels that they do have anxiety or something like that, and they need more information or like a di a diagnosis to speak to speak to somebody in the prof of a professional nature like a therapist which is great basically he just talked about you know the symptoms what could cause it and basically trading stories about you know dealing with it at conventions and i will say you know i i do get it from time to time um sometimes you notice but I'm just like shaking my hands around because it's like a bit between anxiety and a bit of excitement. Sometimes I can't tell which is which. It's a lot of times why sometimes if you see me at cons, if you see, I just wave and keep going because I'm just in that type of mood and stuff like that. So, and, and I'm just glad that you know we're they're discussing stuff uh, topics like this at conventions because you're not the only one. I think it's getting to the point where a lot of conventions are talking about things that are outside of the general scope of the fandom. The kind of, you know, I guess I don't want to say inclusive, but gather roundish. I would say maybe you know, in other words, just be like, you know what, we're talking about this. You may know something about it. Why don't you come by, you know, and enjoy? You know, I guess being serious, but at the same time. Not being serious, you know? So, later that night, I had actually gotten my suit for the formal, but come to find out, there was no formal. It was called a Bon Odori dance. It was like a, tri <laughs> it was like a typical dance where you wear uh, formal Japanese outfits like yukatas, and you go dance, have fun, play games. I didn't. I didn't go with that. I actually went out to dinner with some friends. We actually went to a local pizzeria, which is like literally right down the street. And I will say that Google Maps kind of messed with me that whole weekend in a whole because I didn't realize where the Walgreens was because I had to run and get some stuff from there. It's like as soon as I walked down the street and turned right, it was literally right there. Same thing with the Dunkin' Donuts. As soon as I walked out and turned left, it was right there. Same thing with the Domino's Pizza, and, so, and on top of that, I don't. I keep forgetting of how fast I can walk, and many times Mako Chan has given me grief for that. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. You have to remember that you have longer legs than half of your friends do. Sometimes I can't help it, but um. 
Friday was really good to me. I, I enjoyed it. I It's one thing about this con I like is the fact that I can get in an equal amount of paneling, photography, and catching up with friends without having to worry about am I going to sacrifice one for the other. All right, Ari, how did your Saturday go? Um, well, I walked, I, I got up early and I walked out to, uh, to a subway that was about a quarter mile down the road. Mm-hmm. Actually, like, yeah, because the day before I was like looking around for some kind of little cafe that was supposed to be in the area, but it led me to the little cafe inside the Holiday Inn next door. Oh. So I had, I had sat down and ate breakfast there and nobody, nobody gave a shit to stop me. Mm. But anyway, you know, found the seven, found the subway, and just walked back, and uh, oh, excuse me. Um, you know, both days I was in the pool, you know, work, trying to work out the best I could because the uh, <clears throat> uh, the actual gym they had was about as big as my living room. Only had like a couple, you know, treadmills and whatnot in it, and had one rickety little uh, all-in-one gym, so. It wasn't. It wasn't all that good, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And uh. I mean, you you work with what with what you got, you know. The pool helped though. Oh, that's good. Uh, let's see. Uh, like like I said, there was the aforementioned '80s to the first panel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talking with the uh, dr- uh, voices of the uh, new Dragon Ball Z series. A, a new Dragon Ball series, a uh, next evolution. What? A, mm-hmm. There was a panel on that, and uh, I tried to get into uh, the fan fiction theater panel. Only, not only was it some of the worst, you know, stories ever written, but it was acted out by people in, you know, in the crowd. Oh yeah, that probably sounds. That probably sounds pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, no thanks. I, I, I saw some of the, uh, the titles on there. I'm like, nope. And then after that, I went to the uh, to watch the uh, Cards Against Humanity panel. That was cool. I wanted to go to the uh, Drinking and Dragons panel, which is another NerdFit thing, but I was just too uh, burned out by then, so I just went back to the uh, ro- went back to the room and chilled out and showed showed our other uh, you, know, you know hotel made a cool shit on the internet on YouTube. I mean. Mm. Now, one one thing uh, I forgot to mention about my Friday was I went to uh, J. Michael Tatum's 18 plus, his, his panel. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the name of it real quick. Um, J. Michael Tatum's WTF 101 panel. It was fucking amazing. It's okay. We've all been to voice actors uncensored panels. This is slightly different. I'm going to give you the basic gist of it then that's it. After I tell you the gist of it, you have to come to AAC for it because it's that type of a, it's that type of a panel where you, you kind of have to experience it for yourself. Basically, phones are off, cameras off, all of that. And, you know, he picks somebody from the audience and you got to make yourself visible in a way where him or somebody that's on the stage can pick you out. And you come up on stage. From there... You flip a coin. Heads or tails? 
If you call it, you get to ask him a question. If you fail, he gets to ask you a question. And I will say, none of the questions are clean. They are loud, funny, and raunchy. Now, let's say during the coin toss, if he, if he screws up the coin toss twice, you get an automatic pass. And I think if, if, if the coin tosses get screwed up or something happens, he gets an automatic pass. But it was so, so good. It was just pure effing hilarity. And that's the best thing I could tell you about that panel because you, you have to be there for it. You, you really do. So come up for this next year. Now, Saturday, all right, let me switch over to my schedule. I checked out a couple things. Um, first thing, thing I checked out was the Idol Showcase. Now, the Idol Showcase is basically, think of it as a Idol concert. You have people who are cosplaying from Love Live, Love Live Sunshine, um, Bang Dream, uh, K-On!, AKB 0048, but it's mostly was Love Live. And you went up on stage at the front of the panel room and you performed. That's basically what it was. It was eight different um, entrants and it was great. It, it was just basically a mini idol concert. And there are some conventions that do have these. So if you get an opportunity, if there's one like this happening at a local convention by you, definitely swing by and check it out because you're going to love it. After that, I went to the guest photo shoot. Now, guest photo shoot is an opportunity where you can get your picture with all of the guests at the con. Now, I'm going to post this later if I haven't already. Uh, I, show, I went to the con as Boo Busters Luigi, and I got my picture with all of the guests at the con. Damon, J. Michael Tatum, Morgan Berry, Don Bennett, Alejandro Saab. Everybody, the whole crew, and it was great. And, and the thing is, I tried to, I've been doing this for maybe for the last four or so AACs because they have the opportunity. I was like, why not? After that, I peeped in onto the deathmatch. Now, deathmatch is not cosplay chess, basically, deathmatch is a popularity contest. Two characters are up on stage. And the audience votes. Whoever's the most popular wins, and the other person loses. Now, here's the fun part. If, if you win, you get to fight and destroy your opponent on stage. So, for example, let's say it's Naruto and Sasuke, and Naruto wins, uh, wins the audience poll. You can cosplay like you're doing Rasengan and hit Sasuke with it and knock him, and knock him over. Something like that would be cool. It's like that. Uh, sometimes it's, it could be a handicap. It could be like three on one, three on two, four on one, something like that. They could come up as a group, and sometimes you could actually outbeat the group, and some and other times not so much. I remember last year, I think it was the finals, it was Inko, All Might, and Deku fighting um, Waluigi. And basically, Wee! Team All Might won. So they beat down Waluigi, and they were preparing to do uh, Detroit Smash, and it was something along the lines of 
holy something Detroit, you're not getting into smash attack, something like that. And it was just That's amazing. Just harsh. Well, it's a known fact. Nobody likes Waluigi. You'd be surprised how many people are willing to disagree with you oh, on that. Oh, I know. I, I've gotten into my fair share of fights about that. So, you know. But I will say that the cosplayer who was Sky Waluigi this weekend, he gets an automatic pass. That was yeah, cool. Sky Luigi was fun. That was cool. And he also did, uh, I think it was Ed from Good Burger. Mm-hmm. Proof that you do not have to... Um, Paint your skin a darker color to do a cosplay. Just saying. At, you know, after that, I went back up to the room, relaxed, did more cosplay photography, and then I went to check out the masquerade. Now, I can tell you this. Every time they put off a block for a masquerade, I know for a fact it's not the it will not take up the full block. Like they blocked off three hours for it, but it was actually closer to ninety minutes. I think it was a total of maybe closer to two with all the awards and stuff. There was some great skits. They were mostly uh, dancing uh, skits, if I remember correctly, and they and they were fun. Um, and right after that, the host, I believe she was Holo from Spice and Wolf. She basically get, kept the crowd going and it was great. And then right after these skits, they had the, the walk-ons, which were nice, and then they handed out the awards, and it was great. Um, one of my favorite skits that, that popped out of my head was um, Bakugo and Deku singing along to Avenue's Q If You Were Gay. And basically, it was Deku singing to Baku that if you're gay, that's absolutely a-okay with me. That, that, that was kind of fun, so. And then Saturday night. I will not get into uh, details about Saturday night. <laughs> I will say Saturday night was quite fun and entertaining. It brought me back to my early con-going days where, you know... Basically, Saturday night, after the masquerade and all that good stuff, you went back to your room and you relaxed. You found a room party and you hung out there for a while. And even if there was a, even if after the quote-unquote dance party rave, it was the same thing. Now, AAC did not have a late-night dance party, and it was cool. I liked the fact that it had that bit of an comic-con flair to it where you know after at comic-cons after the masquerades it just dies down you either go home or you go to after parties or something like that it kind of felt like that here after the masquerade um i'm actually going to look at and see what they had going on after that which was more 18 plus events such as uh drinking and dragons which i did pop in for for a little bit but basically after that, it was nothing but 18-plus events, which I thought was a great thing for, you know, for us older people. But I do question the fact that they had 18-plus Yaoi Jeopardy. Why would you question that? Because of the description of, the, of it. And it goes, wait, let me fix my phone. Are you a Yaoi expert? Do you want to play Yaoi-themed categories like Guest the Moan? Then come play Yaoi Jeopardy. And I'd probably go to that one. 
Of course you would! Not you'd gonna probably lie. Clean, you'd probably clean house, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, possibly. I'm bad with the names of the shows, though, so. But you definitely know the, your, your show the characters, Hook Hook. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, maybe because it was just an odd idea of a game show. If it was successful and popular enough, they'll do it next year. I, I don't have anything against it. I, I just questioned it. That's all. Now, basically, um, Drinking and Dragons is basically a and d campaign while you're basically drunk and being a loud, a loud mouth schmuck with the DM while the DM is fucking with you even harder. That's basically what that panel is. Um, I believe we have um, Drinking the Dragons 2018 up on our YouTube page. So if you want to check out the whole thing from start to finish, definitely check that out at youtube.com slash anime jam session. I didn't get it this year, but um, I guess I did stop in for it and it was great. I think one person had already passed out during the campaign. <laughs> from drinking or just dying in battle? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> and then Sunday oh my lord my Sunday um, basically I'll take over from here because Ari basically had to leave early for work which I don't blame him and what time did you get home Sunday uh, I got home around 7ish because as I was driving home my GPS continued to go into business for itself dropping a signal at random intervals and just like traffic is getting worse. Traffic is getting worse. Traffic is getting worse. <laughs> so I missed my original prediction by about an hour. Okay. But at least you got home. I'm thinking you didn't get home like closer to eight or nine. Oh God, that would be worse. That would be even worse. Yeah. So I got some photos on Sunday because I wasn't feeling too well. I guess it's a combination of whatever con plague that was floating around plus me drinking just a little bit. Too much, just a scotch. Too much. Sorry about that. So I did get some photos, and we did make our way back. And I'd say special thanks to uh, my friend Kristen, who came up and who enjoyed the con with us. And since she was driving through New York, I caught a ride with her, and we got home much later than we anticipated because after we left, after we had our late lunch, early dinner, I left the proton pack in the hotel room. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but thankfully we were only like a half hour away, so so we it wasn't so bad to go back up there. It was just that coming back down, it was like we had to detour off the highway because it was some type of accident or traffic jam or something that was hold that was holding things up. So. And Sunday was a lot more of you know hanging out talking, saying your goodbyes, and so forth, you know, which is typical normal for a Sunday of a con, but it just seemed a little bit more lax and just chill. And one more thing, in front of the hotel was a gazebo. So yes, we were chilling out, hanging out in front of there, mocking the Capsicum gazebo, as indeed one should. <laughs> now, 
my thoughts on AAC. It was a great convention. I I didn't like the fact that it was so early in the year because I'm used to it being in October, and I was mentally preparing for it to be back in be in November. Uh, I kind of didn't. I kind of was sad about the fact that there wasn't um, an actual formal formal, but I do like the fact that they really beefed up on their adult uh, programming. So, uh, maybe I, I tweak that a little bit more, and let's see how that rolls. Like I said, I do enjoy the fact that with this con, it's it it, it reminds me so much of my early days of con going, like early. Cons starting out back in the 2000s, how things were. It was just basically old school for me, you know? So, that's what I enjoy. Not many much of a negative, but, you know, I'd have to say four out of five stars for AAC 2019. It was a great con. I had a great time, and I love the fact that my New England family showed me a lot of love. So, much props to all of them. Ari, what are your thoughts? You know, it, you know, the only really real problem I had with AAC is just getting up there to begin with. Right. But other than that, you know, it's nice chill con, which we need every now and then. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I do like going to the big ones, but they can be a little overwhelming. Yep. And I'm looking forward to going back to uh, going back to AAC next year. Definitely. All right, so that is our con review. Long story short, it's a small con. It's a schlep to get up there, but trust me, it's worth it. The camaraderie with the people that you meet and then some is worth um, its, its weight in gold. Um, the Drinking and Dragons video is not up. I might not have... I'll double check. If it's not up there, I will post it. I, I will get it up there, so... Okay. All right, so... That's it. We're going to flip things back to our normal uh, podcast of, 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 of news articles and so forth. So, Ari, you get well, bro. I'll try. All right, man. Good night, everybody. Night. Night. And just like that, magic. All right, so we're going to go ahead and let's talk about this stuff. Um, You know what? I... I'll take the first couple of articles and just flip it back and forth. So That's what I was figuring. If you take the first two, I'll take the next two, and then we can each do the other two. Sounds like a plan. And this is an anime I need to finish watching, because I watched the first episode at 1 o'clock in the morning, and it fucked with my head pretty bad. I'm Not bad, but it was like, dude, what the hell did I just watch? And I'm talking about The Promised Neverland, a live-action adaption Adaptation has been announced. It's kind of you're gonna see it sometime in 2020. There's gonna be a, a slight adjustment in the ages, so everybody's gonna be in the age range of 12 to 6, 12 to 16. It's gonna be directed by Hirokawa Yuchiro, and the script will be written by Goto Noriko. They already have um, three main uh, characters: um, Emma, Ray, and Norman. They already have the cast members for that announced. Hamabe Minami as Emma, Kari Jo as Rei, and Itagati, Re Itagati Rehito as Norman. Now, the manga is written by Shirai Kaio and is illustrated by Demizu Posuka. And the manga's been running since 2016. 
it's basically follows the story of two orphans, Emma and Norman, who live with 36 other children at Grace Field House as they discover a terrible secret after venturing somewhere they weren't supposed to go. Whoops. That's all I have to say about that is whoops. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. Yeah, I need to actually sit down and watch this series. I think you're going to like it. It has like that. It kind of has like a feel of like the Grave of Fireflies thing aspect to it. Now, here's something I thought I would not see unless you did some type of time travel storyline arc, where Boruto meets young Naruto. Just, just imagine being on a ninja adventure with your father when he was your age, being a, um, what's the word am I looking for? Being a loudmouth um, ninja. I'll just leave it at that. So, so this is what's going to happen. For celebrating the 20th anniversary of the Naruto franchise, there's going to be a new arc where you will see, basically, um, teenage Naruto hanging out with Boruto, and this is before uh, the, the the time jump, so pre-Shippuden. So basically, uh, from that, that's all we know. Uh, it's going to be on the next arc, which is going to start sometime this month, so maybe it has something to do with um, Orochimaru doing something or something like that. I, I don't know. But that's basically uh, what we have. And as TheoX75 says in our chat room at, at uh, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, more Time Warner Ninja anime. You mean um, anime is from the village of Hidden Spectrum, my friend. <laughs> now, this next article that Mako's going to talk about, I think this is something we may have touched upon in the past. About you know, but the financial budgets and money when it comes to anime studios. So, yeah. Yeah. So the numbers are just coming in now for the actual final profit for, or I should say, the loss for 2013, and it looks like 30 percent of anime production companies ended up in the red. Mm. Um, that means they lost money. Uh, so it says that 30.4% of anime production companies were in the red for final profit. Uh, that's the first increase in three years and the highest percentage in the past 10. Mm. The survey also revealed that 23.2% of the companies saw decreases in their revenue. 34.1% of the companies increased their revenue. The first drop in this percentage in two years. Uh, mm. That are contractors or major subcontractors, 35.6 reported an increase in revenue. These studios had an average revenue of about $15 million. Um, but among specialty studios, there was a 54.7 increase in revenue. Um, basically, what this is saying is that while some companies are setting a really nice high record in what they are bringing in, 
there's also quite a few companies that are not doing good. Yeah. And what this means is that, you know, it's twofold. One is that more companies are putting out more quality, uh, more quality product and product that is, I guess, being accepted more readily. Uh, while other companies are very niche and are not doing so well. And basically, I kind of agree with that. Um, we're at a point right now where I think we're being saturated with a lot of the same anime. Yeah. I mean, remember the whole genre of Moe Moe? And I think we're on, I think we just finished up with Isekai or something like that. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot more um, slice-of-life animes out there now mm -hmm. where before it was, you know, few and far between. Um, there are a lot more, uh, I guess, uh, video game type anime mm -hmm. where it's kind of slice-of-life, kind of, you know, beat up up but at the same time it's basically just a parody uh rp uh, um i i think it's a lot of that mm -hmm. uh and then you've got the fact that there's just also a lot of crap out there i so believe it, it i mean really it, I mean, I, I mean, it it definitely it definitely shows um, what's going on. I I guess more so that you know when anime comes here, we'll get contracted for you know a really big anime, and then and in that contract is. Like, you have to also do these three small little anime. Well, I don't. So well, I don't we're even... kind of. I don't even think they're doing that anymore. Uh, for some of it, they are. Hmm. Really popular stuff, the stuff that is being simulcast, uh, that kind of stuff, they're like, no, here, this is really popular, so we're going to give it to you at the same time. Uh, but I, it's I, I, other I, stuff. I think with that, because I think that's mostly coming out of Funimation, I just think it's more the fact that they just need something to fill their their, their uh their network with with stuff for for a variety of, of of titles you know i think that's more of oh uh, i yeah. i yeah i definitely agree with that mm -hmm. it's not but like at where... the same time it's just it's uh you can see by the way that the japanese numbers are going that's that's probably not gonna last very much longer true i mean it, it's like where if I'm picking up the rights to something and I'm like, I got these two other titles, I'm like, well, what the, f what the fuck am I going to do with these? Nobody's heard of these. It's just a shot in the dark. I'm, I'm probably going to lose my shirt on this. Whereas if I have a network and I'm just like, oh, just put it up there, see if anybody likes it. I already got my bread and butter. What's What else is there, you know? Yeah, but I mean, a lot of... Uh, shows that are coming out of these small smaller production companies in Japan mm -hmm. 
um, they're just not able to compete with the. And then, granted, it's not even the quality of the work. While that is yeah. part of it, it's just the fact that you can only overwork a certain number of people for so long before they burn out. Mm-hmm. So these small companies trying to compete with the larger companies can't overwork their work enough. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get that. And, and they're saying that your audio keeps cutting in and out for some odd reason. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I haven't done anything. No, I don't know either. But, um... And I just realized I haven't even I haven't even done the rundown, and, and your video keeps keeps jumping in and out like like heart palpitations. <laughs> That's weird. No, I don't know. I think it's just OBS not being OBS having issue of of handling more than one video stream at the same time or something like that. Well, we'll continue with the articles, get them over with, and then we won't have to worry about it. Well, that is true. <laughs> so, talk about your so, one of your fandoms now. Yeah, so there's a little bit more news coming out about the new Pokemon anime. Uh, we do know that it's called Pocket Monster, and that it is going to be taking place in all of uh, what we have found out is it is an Ash and Friends series, mm. so we will be dealing with Ash and Pikachu. Or they did announce that this is actually going to be a series with two protagonists in, instead of one. So this is Ash and Companion, and the Companion figures out what they want to do. This is actually, you know, two people working for the same kind of goal. Mm -hmm. So the new protagonist who is in the um, pictures and things like that that are out there is wearing what I guess would be the sports outfit from the, the new region. His name is Go, and he will be... Uh, his Pokemon team member will be uh, the lovable Score Bunny. Mm-hmm. I will have my fire starter when the games come out. Um, so, yeah, so obviously Ash is once again 10 years old and meets up with Go, who is also 10 years old. Ash, you know, once again wants to be a Pokemon master and Go wants to collect them all. Since when so, Ash isn't 10 years old. Yeah. Um, so this is actually going to start November seventeenth in Japan. Um, so now you have a timeline of when the series is actually going to be, you know, coming to an end, because it usually just right away starts with the new series. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so we'll actually be getting the anime and the new games around the same time. And uh, the tagline for the series is "Dreams and Adventures to the World of Pokemon." Let's go. So I'm going to guess that this is going to be our normal Pokemon anime mixed with Pokemon Go. <laughs> That's going to be so, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of excited on that. 
um, just the fact that they're going to be traveling to all of the different regions. Um, Ash will be able to meet up with all of his old friends, which they've been doing a lot more in the series as it goes on, but also that we'll have a new protagonist that might, I guess, not be as whiny. Because, mm. I mean, let's, let's be honest, Ash is kind of whiny. Yeah, I know. He, he's he's much better than he was in the you know in the first couple of seasons, but you know he took a big nosedive in Sun and Moon. All right, so would you say when it comes to whiny, is is Ash whiny like Deku or whiny like Usagi? Yes. <laughs> it really depends on the season. Um, you you figure the first couple of series, uh, he was definitely whiny like Usagi. Yeah. Then he actually figured out what he was doing, and the animation style made him look like he was actually growing up and growing older and being more mature, even though he was still ten fucking years old. Um, and now we're back to like Usagi. But it's like they hit a I, reset button. Something like that. I I'm. Sun and Moon is just really, really weird in places. I was watching it, and my cousin, who, you know, kind of knows things because she's seen me watching the series and kind of knows things from playing Pokemon Go, she watched an episode with me and basically said, when did Pokemon become Power Rangers? I mean, with the Z moves and doing it, yeah, 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 I definitely see that, yeah. Well, they, like, in this series, in Sun and Moon, they become transforming superheroes. So, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a little strange, it's a little weird, but, you know, I, I'm looking forward to hopefully being out of this... Uh, Ash is 10 and this is going to be for 10 year olds again because not for nothing I'm not 10 and I'd really like to be able to watch this and not cringe so as TheoX75 says so has Pokemon hit 1000 Pokemons I don't know only because they have not announced how many Pokemon are going to be in the Galar region. Mm. I think he meant all together. Well, that's what I'm saying. Um, because the last series, I think, brought it to 832. Mm. So they have to announce, you know, like 160 something Pokemon, which I doubt. You know, why don't we just hurry up and just get our Pokemon MMO already? I mean, come on. There was a Pokemon MMO, and it crashed and burned. Mm. Like, it's been in beta testing for years. But yeah, I don't think this season, I don't think this series will give us the thousand. I'm 
pretty sure by the next series, mm. which they're already working on. They did make an announcement that said that the next series of Pokemon after this have more of a or will have a larger collection for the national decks because that's what everybody's bitching about. Look at it this way. At least it's not the team behind Smash Brothers giving you um, Pokemon and national decks. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Anywho, um, let me run this update. Now, we talked about this on the show a while back, about about, form, about former NGT 48 idol Maho Yamaguchi about the accusations and, and assault charges that had happened. So, we do have something, some interesting things. Now, as we said, two men were arrested on suspicion of this. Now, the, the talent agency is suing them for 30 million yen in damages in regards to this whole thing. The talent agency, AKS, is saying that, or in this case, claims that the actions that they caused have disrupted planned tours and public appearances, which resulted in losses of over 100 million yen in total, which I do get and I do understand. As per the court records that went public on Tuesday, the defendants denied grabbing Yamaguchi's face or having any connection to a criminal group. The first defendant claimed to have a friendly, non-violent relationship with the idol. Uh, he says that the connection stemmed from a handshake event uh, two years ago. Now, giving presents to idols is forbidden under the rules of NGT48. The defendant said that he asked Yamaguchi if he could meet up with her privately to give the present, and she said it was okay. She told him where she lived and to send the presents to, and they exchanged private messages through Twitter and so forth. The defendant claims that was the extent of their connection. Now, the defendant claimed to have been happy with that relationship until she stopped replying to his messages uh, in the fall of 2017. And then between not hearing from her and the spring of 2018, he bought a lot of handshake event tickets in an attempt to meet her. He was able to do so at events in October and November of last year. Now, according to him, Yamaguchi explained the reason why she cut all communications was because she was fearing rumors that were spreading about the group and her, basically saying that she was being a little bit too buddy-buddy with the fan. According to a rumor within the group itself, it was suspected that she was looking for a rich patron, or as a sugar daddy, you want to call it, to buy her all the things. But that wasn't the case, and according to the defendant, they fixed their friendship and everything was okay. Now, the alleged assault that occurred in December, there were two suspects that allegedly confronted Yamaguchi outside her own house, and, and this brings us back to where we are. Now, as per the police, both suspects were 25, unemployed, and university students. And that doesn't surprise me in the least. According to the police, they said that the suspects only wanted to talk to Yamaguchi and didn't think it would be that big of a deal. 
The suspects denied the assault and were subsequently released without charges. Now, Yamaguchi began speaking about the incident on social media the following month. She said that she kept it, things quiet because she didn't want to cause any trouble. But the reason why she spoke out, because it was a heavy weight on her shoulders as she needed to express what had happened and give warning to other members of the group that this doesn't happen to them. At a performance earlier this year, Yamaguchi apologized for causing this trouble because of the statements that she had previously said. Now, on a side note for those of you who don't know, NGT48 is a sister group of the idol group AKB48, which is based in Niigata, and it launched in 2015. Maho Yamaguchi and two fellow members of the team G subunit, Riko Sugihara and Reina Hasegawa, officially graduated from the group May of this year. Wow. And I thought drama within Hollywood was something. <sighs> All right. Okay. We're, we're going to bring these a little bit more positivity now. Yeah, so I know I mentioned either last week or the week before about the uh, official, unofficial anime tours that were going to be taking place in Japan. Um, well, the tours are about to start, and they have three right now mm -hmm. that are set to go. Um, the first one that they are going to be doing is actually from Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. I would definitely uh, go to that one. Yeah, so this one is, um, the tour length is about five and a half hours. The coastal setting is a Fujisawa City and Kanagawa Prefecture. So it's a popular day trip destination um, from Tokyo. So uh, you get to see some of the main places that take place in the city. I mean, in the um, anime and get to go around to all of those different places. Uh, the next one is Hyoka, which is uh, Tamayama City, and that tour length is about five hours. And then the last one is the Melancholy of Haruhi, and that tour is about four and a half hours. See, that I would definitely do as well. Yeah, so I mean, you get to see a lot of the different background locations for all of these different anime. They are planning more, um, but this right now they're starting to take reservations, and these will be going on through October. I guess they start either switching out to other series or just start adding more people. Again, this isn't exactly official. Um, but the people that are working on this are all, you know, they know the anime series very well. They know the area very well, and they basically have training to go around and tell you what's going on. Mm. Um, and then as a bonus, uh, those that are participating in these tours also will start receiving exclusive anime goods. Mm whether that is just a little something at the end of the tour or at all of these different places, they will be getting something commemorative from that place that hasn't been explained yet. 
but they are developing more official pilgrimage tours. Uh, and these are specifically for overseas visitors. So you should be able to go around with somebody that, you know, at least speaks a little bit of lang- uh, of English for you, or at least will be able to understand and direct you. But this has been a really good thing for these, especially the smaller areas, uh, because the fans are going there and they're purchasing things and they are you know, boosting the economy. However, the people that live there basically are tired of seeing the sightseeing pollution, as they call it. Trust me, as a person that lives in New York City and goes to work at CEZ's tour buses, I completely understand your pain. Yeah, I think the big thing, though, is if you're going to do one of these tours, don't be an asshole. You know, just remember that you're a tourist and there are people that have to actually live in the places that you're, mm-hmm. you know, ogling over. See, I wouldn't mind doing like a tour of where Ranma One Half takes place, Narima, which is actually, as somebody told me, Rapongi Hills. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind walking around there and just checking that all out. That would be cool. Yeah, I mean, there were there would definitely be a couple of the tours that I wouldn't mind taking. Um, I don't know that I would go to Japan necessarily tours. I would definitely be going there as a tourist though, but you know, for a series that I was really, really big into to actually be able to go to one of those, I would definitely, you know, take time out of my trip. So, and as Bob Coffey says here in our chat room, um, I am contractually ob- obligated as a love liver to visit both the Kanda Shrine and Numazu. I, 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 I can concur with that. <laughs> yeah, there are a couple of places that I wouldn't mind seeing from Sailor Moon. Besides Tokyo Tower? Well... You can't really say Tokyo Towers from Sailor Moon. Tokyo Towers and everything. True. True. Now that we got that out the way, it's time for the part of the show that y'all y'all just actually sit around and wait for. Yeah, Str- screw everything else. It's just these three articles that anybody cares about. Yeah, because they just—I think they're just here for for my reactions to the stories, and you or Ari getting the short end of the stick of these stories. Mm. So we now have to... I will I, I will say that none of these are bad this week. Yeah. They're very, very tame. Which is true. So let's kick things off by pouring one out for the pager. Pager service officially ends in Japan and there was a funeral service held for in Akihabara. I can't believe they actually did this. I'm not surprised. This is Japan. So, basically, this past Sunday, one day before Tokyo Telemachia's pager service had to end, the Tokyo Funeral Association set up a tent near Akihabara Station, which is Japan's technology mecca, to hold a memorial service for the country's pagers. 
and that peaked in popularity during the mid-90s with over 10 million registered users in 1996. Now, what's interesting is that it is said that the last remaining personal pager user in Japan is thought to be a Narita City resident, Take Fujikura, who's held onto this page for the sake of his 80-year-old mother who lives nearby but by herself since it's a preferred way to keep in touch with him. I think you need to give your mom a smartphone and teach her how to text. Just saying. Give your mom a dumb phone and have her call you. I think in Japan it's more popular to text as opposed to call, but same thing. There was a two and a half hour event where as many as 300 people stopped by to offer white flowers and bow their heads in front of a photo representation of a pager displaying the message 1141064, which is Japanese pager code for Aishiteru or we love you. And since this was in Akihabara, you had maids there. Of course. Yeah. Not surprising, but just a little creepy. Just a little just a little odd. Now, in addition to all of this, Tokyo Telemessage, which will now be focusing on wireless emergency response and disaster relief communications, released the following statement through its company website. We wish to express our deep gratitude to everyone for using our company's pagers for such a long time. 20 years has passed since the end of pager manufacturing. To those of you who have continued using our service, we would like to thank you for being such a for taking such good care of your pagers. In the early Heisei era, which began in 1989, pagers changed the world, but now the number of people using them has fallen to under 1,500. Though it's with deep regret, on this occasion of 20 years passing since the end of pager sales, we have decided to bring our pager service, which has continued for customers in Tokyo, Saitama, Kanagawa, and Chiba prefectures to a close September 30th, which was yesterday. So, just so you know, if you happen to know somebody in Japan who's still hanging on to a pager, you only have a couple of hours to send them one last message for the service is officially done. Now, the title of Japan's most stubborn communications users now passes to those who are sticking with their flip phones who still have a few years before major carriers stop dropping their service. But, I mean, Nokia has been putting out 4G flip phones, so... I don't think they're going anywhere for a while. Wow. Uh, Let's see. Next. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the Chubu Centrair International Airport got its Twitter account shut down. Because it was underage. What? Uh, yeah, so Twitter's a bitch. Mm. Um, basically, if you... They, they, the person that runs the Twitter um, ended up putting in the birth date for the uh, start of the airport. Um, the birth date fields is basically now uh, 2-17-2005. Mm. This would mean that it's only nine years old. The, 
while it, it or I should say it was nine years old back in 2014. Um, it is, however, now 14 years old, and while it would normally be, you know, perfectly fine with that, because the account was created when they would normally be four years old, Twitter basically said, uh, you have violated the age accounts for Twitter and uh, they shut it down because technically Twitter saw that they've had a, a Twitter account since they were four. <sighs> so after a lot of laughs online from people that read all of this uh, and I mean a lot of laughs uh, basically they had to put the t the Twitter's age as the year that the person that's running it was born mm. in order to even be able to open everything back up. But basically, even though it's technically of legal age now to use Twitter, because Twitter saw they had been using Twitter since they were four years old, they went, what? Which, by this point, it's like, you know, you're screwed anyway. You might as well just let them stay on. Yeah. You're gonna ban them because you fucked up. Yeah, speaking of fuck-ups... There are multiple people reporting that TweetDeck is down, and TweetDeck hasn't said shit. Thanks a lot, Twitter. Now, this kind of ties into a story we just talked about a few minutes ago. So, we're going to go, we're going to kind of do a bit of a deep dive here. AKB48. Japan's biggest idol singer group apologizes for selling date tickets. These tickets promise fans to experience what it's like to be an AKB48 members lover. It's sort of like back in the day when uh, pop stars would have like the contest, like win a date with this star or something like that, you know, but... Now, these tickets were offered as a package for AKB's upcoming performances at Haka, Hakataza Theater in Fukuoka City, which is between, which is going to be on November 11th, 12th, 14th, and 22nd. According to news organizations like Jcast News, on September 24th, AKB48's official website began promoting a number of special ticket packages for the concert, with one description stating, date ticket. Experience what it's like to be an AKB48 member's lover? See, you say something like that. Oh, the wheels are going to spin in directions you don't want them to. Mm-hmm. Now, the specifics of the service wasn't as explicit as the ticket name and initial explanation sounded. This is what they said. A special ticket that lets you meet up with a different member of AKB48 on each day of the concert series at the theater. Then watch with her as the other members perform on stage. After the concert, you can go with her to visit the members who performed. As a group with dozens of members, not every member performs in each concert. 
and the date wasn't to be in a romantic or secluded setting, but in the theater. So it's like going out on a date with the, with the with a girl for the first time, and her father or mother is like sitting two rows behind you in the theater. It's like that. I don't know. It sounds more like you're going on a date with a girl who's also bringing, you know, 20 friends with her. That too. I've been there. Now, the lover aspects of the service were limited to meeting up with the idol at the concert venue and watching the show in her company. And even then, it's not like the date ticket purchaser and the idol would be all alone. For each day, there were 100 available date tickets, but only three members and one person with security. Even though the date ticket plan quickly grew an angry backlash from fans who took issues with the suggestive name and marketing, prompting an apology that was posted to their website a couple of days later. We apologize for the language that caused a misunderstanding about the contents of the ticket plan. Let's cheer on the performing members with the other members. So basically, they apologized, took down anything that made you think it was going to be more than just a date. It's not even really a date. True. It's just a meetup with friends, it's more like, you know? Yeah, pretty much. You're watching a show that happens to have somebody famous sitting in the audience. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you get to sit next to them. But my guess is the people that are sitting next to the idol are probably the idol's guards. Yep. So good luck trying to hold her hand. And on that note, we bring episode 425 to a close. Christ, 425 episodes and we're still going somewhat strong. Anywho. Thank you for watching and thank you for, for participating with us on tonight's show. We did news and talked about uh, AAC. If you have any questions about our podcast tonight, if there's something that we didn't cover or you want to know a little bit more about, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you and we're here to listen. And don't forget our website, which is AnimeJamSession.com, where you will find on there links to our weekly podcast, our Facebook ga photo cosplay galleries, links to our YouTube videos, and much more. Anime reviews, uh, editorials, cosplayer reviews, cosplay tips and tricks, and so much more. We actually have a good article coming down the pipe soon, so you definitely want to be—you definitely want to be in the range for that. So. Definitely check us out at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, you can take our show on the road with you. Windows Mobile, iTunes, Android, iOS, you name it, you can find us. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, so much more. Just search Anime Jam Session and you'll find our episodes. What's also better is a lot of these apps like to leave reviews, so drop a review in there. And let us know. We'll definitely check it out and see, and see what you think. We're always looking to make the show better. And don't forget to find us on our other social media pages like YouTube and Twitter. Anime, this all leads back to Anime Jam Session. So to everybody that supports us on our YouTube page, Twitter page, Facebook page, thank you so much. We could not do the show without you. 
Normally we go around the room, but I'm just gonna kick the microphone over to Mako-chan for her last word. So, what's on your mind, Mako-chan? I'm tired, but I'm looking forward to the weekend. Same here. Yeah, we didn't exactly mention uh, we're actually going to see Golden Girls puppets. Yeah, that's going to be so good. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, you know we've got front row tickets. Yeah. Oh, we do. Yeah, there. All of the seats were one were uh, one price, and they're not very full at all. So I got us some front row seats. Nice. And you know, and we know we gone over because my light went out. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna hurry up and get out of here. Also, my last words. Vic's judgment is coming in less than forty-eight hours. Popcorn and tea on the ready. Oh dear God. <laughs> okay, we are getting out of here. So, I, God, we're getting out of here. So, I'm Ranma. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. That's it. We're out of here. Peace. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!